This is episode 284 of the AWS podcast, released on December 16th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lesher here with you. Great to have you back. And on today's episode, I thought we could talk a little bit about some of the resources that are available to you from an informational standpoint that may make your life a little bit easier in terms of how you get information about AWS and how you interact with the AWS services. So there'll be links to everything in the show notes, but I thought I'd give you a bit of a potted tour of some of the very useful sites that that I use in my day-to-day interactions and I know a lot of my customers use as well. One of the first sites to look at is aws.amazon.com forward slash answers, and that's the AWS Answers site. And this has really clear, nicely documented answers for a whole lot of different questions that people often have. There are a number of categories that this covers, things like account management, the landing zone, big data, configuration management, IoT, migration, security, networking, just to name a few. So for example, if I click into the logging section, which is one of the sections, there are things like uh, what other native AWS security logging capabilities, or how can I implement a centralized logging solution on AWS? And when you click into the more detailed section of that, you get uh, information about the solution that you could deploy, some of the trade-offs you might make, some of the third-party solutions you might choose, some of the built-in solutions, a PDF architecture of the solution itself, including deployment through CloudFormation, and the listing of all the partner offerings too. So this is a really useful location to get really those uh, well-traveled questions answered in a nice, clean, and formal way that has full documentation. Another place to get lots of good information is forums.aws.amazon.com. And that's, of course, the discussion forums that includes a whole lot of different service-specific questions. Often people put up uh, challenges they're having or things they'd like help to be helped solved uh, in the location. It's very interactive and the support team spends a lot of time on that. That is not the place to put your critical support issues. You log them through support as per normal. And there's uh, guidance about how to access that 24-7 support at the top of the forums page. But it is a good place to discuss different approaches and different things. Certainly, it's been a place that many of uh, long-term Amazon customers have used for a very long time. From a code development standpoint, we're very fortunate that there is such a great ecosystem of customers out there who are doing really interesting stuff on AWS. And one repo you can use is our own repo, which is the Amazon Web Services Labs repo on GitHub. So it's github.com forward slash AWS Labs, all one word. And this has a bunch of really interesting repositories that really solve a whole lot of different problems. Uh, S2N, which is our implementation of the TLS SSL protocol is in there. Git Secrets, which prevents you from committing secrets and credentials into Git repositories. The serverless application model lives there, AWS Serverless Express, a whole lot of Lambda stuff, uh, the open data registry of all the publicly available data sets in AWS are there. Things like MXNet model servers are in there. Just so many different repos. Uh, I could just keep scrolling and scrolling and telling you about them. However, that is the place to have a look at all those components that are available to you to collaborate around them and to get access to those types of tools. One of the tools I've been using a lot more recently is something called the AWS Shell. And that's available as part of the uh, one of the AWS Labs repos. And this is an integrated shell for working with the AWS CLI, which of course I use all the time. And it's pretty easy to install and get going. And it gives you just that nice, extra clean, uh, integrated feel for doing a lot of CLI-related stuff. And related to that is a black belt tip. Yes, I haven't done one for a while, so it's time for a black belt tip. And this is related to using the CLI itself. Now, often when we're using the CLI, we produce output that goes into support tickets or communication between teams or just 
stuff that you need to do. And what you can do is use the CLI options a little bit more uh, efficiently to get a better human readable version of output that's really useful for putting into tickets. So the options that I'm talking about here are the dash dash query option and the dash dash output option. You could also use the dash dash profile option as well to show which profile you are using to get that information. Now, the reason for using the dash dash query option is to show the query that you use to get the data. So this is really useful to help clarify where the provenance of the data is, how you got it and why you got it that way. So it's useful to pass that along. So the command that you queried and then the results come together, that's really useful. The dash dash output, you can choose different formats for outputs. Table is a really good option to make it human readable and well-spaced. So that's one you may choose to apply. It's a good idea in your team to agree on a standard of how you'd like to format your data and how you'd like to format your um, output when you're passing it around. So a small black belt tip, but hopefully useful. Now, one of the things that is often really useful for customers is that AWS services are located all around the world. In fact, at the time of recording, we have 60 availability zones with 20 geographic regions all around the world and plans for 12 more availability zones and four more AWS regions in Bahrain, Cape Town, Hong Kong, and Milan have all been pre-announced. Now, when you're looking to take advantage of different AWS services, you may be interested as to which particular region a service is available. Obviously, they're available in many, many different regions, but sometimes not all regions. How do you figure this out? Well, the place to go is the interactive map at aws.amazon.com forward slash about dash AWS forward slash global dash infrastructure. Again, link in the show notes. What this does is on the front page shows you all the regions and number of availability zones. It also lets you understand uh, where your CloudFront points of presence are as well in different locations. So there's edge network locations. When you click through as well into particular regions, so it's broken up into North America, South America, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and of course, Asia Pacific, you can click into that and then you can then see a detailed list of offerings in all AWS locations. This allows you to look on a tab-based form at all the particular services and it'll show a little tick in the regions that the service is deployed in. So if you're looking for a particular service in a particular region, this is the go-to location to go to. And speaking of endpoints, if you want to get all the naming of all the endpoints on a regional basis, you can get that from the general reference document. And there's a few good things in the general reference document, but this is one of the ones that I use a lot. This is available at docs.aws.amazon.com forward slash general forward slash latest forward slash gr forward slash rnd.html. Very long. I'll put in the show notes. You don't have to memorize that, but there is a regions and endpoints location that documents all the different locations for the different services and the names of the endpoints. Also contained in this document is a table that contains the default limits for AWS services for an AWS account. And uh, these are in general region specific unless otherwise noted. But again, it provides you with one location to see what those initial limits are. Now, I hasten to add that many of these limits are adjustable. They are simply the starting point for a default AWS account. But this gives you one place to look them up uh, to make it a bit quicker. Some customers also do like to know the AWS IP address range for various reasons. This could be for uh, managing firewalls or other things. There is a .json file that has all the information of the current ranges, and this gets updated from time to time. But you can see in this particular uh, 
document, so it's the same general reference document, the format of the JSON file, so you can see the syntax, so you can parse it, and it even has an example of how to do egress control, etc. You can also get uh, an update in terms of when things change, and so you can be notified to make sure that you get the latest and greatest version. You can subscribe to that notification. Another nifty thing in that particular document that I like to share with customers is the error retries and exponential backoff in AWS. And what this does is tells you how each AWS SDK implements the automatic retry logic. And it talks you through the process it goes through, how it does the backoff, etc. cetera. Uh, it gives you an example uh, with some pseudocode as well. And it's a good thing to learn about because it's also useful to deploy in your own applications when you're calling services that may or may not uh, respond in a timely fashion so that you can figure out how to gracefully handle those errors. What next? Well, aws.amazon.com forward slash solutions lets you see different cloud solutions by application. So you can look at things like uh, archiving, business applications, containers, content delivery, database migrations, e-commerce, high-performance compute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Gives you a nice entry point to understand based upon your particular use case, how you might choose to use uh, AWS, what other customers have done. So it gives you examples of what uh, similar customers in that domain have done. It gives you links directly to particular customer case studies. It'll also give you links to any uh, solution documents, quick starts, and other relevant program information that might be useful for you to get going really, really quickly. Another place that I like to go to is the forward slash architecture part of aws.amazon.com. And this gives you a whole lot of reference architectures that you can use. So some of the things that have been put up there lately are things like an image moderation chatbot, uh, a Drupal hosting solution, uh, a whole bunch of quick starts for various uh, organizations like uh, Cisco, Onica, uh, Fortinet, Tibco, etc. Uh, the classic sort of uh, 3D angled reference architectures that many of you know so well and have used, uh, some reference architectures for VMware Cloud on AWS, et cetera, et cetera. It also has lots and lots of really useful architectural white papers, things like uh, the well-architected framework, uh, using AWS for disaster recovery, building fault-tolerant applications, web hosting, security best practices, et cetera, plus a whole lot of uh, um, webinars uh, that you can access. Plus, of course, this is where you can click through into the This Is My Architecture page and get access to some of those uh, short, sharp bites of what other customers have done. It also links you off into the AWS Quick Starts and AWS Solutions pages as well. So that architecture center is a really nice hub to access things from. Something that also lives off that architecture section is the uh, architecture slash icons page, which has the AWS architecture icons. And there is a new set of icons currently available in PPTX format and more formats to come, uh, which are a nice, clean representation of all the different services that AWS has to offer. And what you'll find with this new set, we've taken a lot of customer feedback, is that they are not colored. They are black and white to give you better contrast options. And each of the pictures are very clear and also have the name of the service as well. So there is no memory test to be done. It is very obvious which service you're drawing with at any given time. So what next? Another absolute must uh, remember is the forward slash compliance page. 
And this gives you really that hub view of all the compliance documentation that is available to you when you're deploying on AWS. This includes all the different compliance programs, be they global or specific, that you can access all the attestations and other reference documentation. It gives you a whole set of white papers and security overviews that you can use to first uh, understand yourself, how application security and cloud-based security is done on AWS, as well as how you can communicate to your stakeholders why moving to AWS may be more secure than what you're currently doing. It also provides you with a lot of insights into some of the approaches we take with things like vulnerability reporting and also partner solutions as to how to provide a even more secure environment. It's also the place to find things like security bulletins, the latest news, information on privacy as well. It is an indispensable location and is kept very up to date with the latest and greatest. Now, of course, the other thing that a lot of customers say is, hey, I'd really like to know what other customers are doing with AWS. And so the AWS customer success page is really the place to go. So this lives at aws.amazon.com forward slash solutions forward slash case dash studies. And this gives you a really good view of what different customers are doing. You know, with more than a million active customers, organizations like Airbnb, GE, etc., that use AWS cloud solutions, customers want to know, well, what, what do they do? So, for example, some of the featured stories include how Capital One reimagined their banking approach using AWS. There are case studies from Peloton, from Cerner, from Expedia, from Atlassian. You can filter by enterprise, by startup, by public sector, and you can get a really interesting deep dive view on what they've done. You can also query by solution area. So maybe big data or enterprise solutions or financial services, uh, really any choice you like. There are also multilingual uh, case studies as well and case studies from all around the globe. So it's a really good location to get insight into what other customers have done as well. And last but not least is the AWS certification site. So that's aws.amazon.com forward slash certification. And this gives you the map for how you might go about getting certified. What are the certifications available? What are the benefits to having certification? Some exam prep resources, etc. It really gives you that step-by-step guide as to how to go around doing your particular certification. Be it something you're interested in from an individual standpoint or as an employer, if you want to create a certification program for your staff, how you might go about it as well gives you that full map and lets you understand what the flow is and what takes place. It's also a great launching point to figure out how to book your certification. And also, if you're already certified, how you get recertified. Yes, indeed, you have to keep your certifications current. I went through that recently myself, and it's a good way to test your knowledge. So that's a bit of a taste of some of the resources available to you. There are lots, lots more, but I thought this is a nice quick map to maybe spark in your mind a location you can go to to get answers or information much more quickly than you may have in the past. Hope this has been useful to you. Would you love to get your feedback? AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.